Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Wreak Havoc Podcast. Yes, it is. Shit's about to get crazy tonight. I think it's going to be one of those. I'm pretty sure. For sure. <laughs> I have zero doubt. It was, There's going to be some strong opinions tonight. If we have ever had a guest on here that is going to bring the thunder, I don't. I I know uh, most of our listeners. Some have, but most of our listeners have probably not seen him on the tee box. But I have a feeling he's going to bring it. Mm-hmm. Like this podcast is a little white golf ball, and he's going to hit that son of a bitch so hard. Um, I have a funny video of him doing that. Yeah. I know he has that titanium rods in his leg just to withstand the the power the power of his swing the torque both mm-hmm. both of them both, both of them. them yeah both because he'll just break them off yeah. right there in the ground can't even wear spikes you have rods in both legs no just I got two in the one oh well, that's not the same <laughs> and then five knee surgeries here one over here what's wrong with that sissy leg yeah yeah five knee surgeries yeah in this one right oh. now do you get like a punch card yeah yeah. I should have got my 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 sixth one free. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We haven't even done introductions. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You are Jody Sally. I am still. Congratulations, a man. So manly. I have two girls' names. And you dot the eyes with hearts. And I yes, love that. I do. Sometimes I, like it. I wear a unicorn horn. I am Trevor Brown, and our special guest that can hit a golf ball nearly a mile into powder. Absolutely nowhere near the fairway. Mm-mm. But hard. He swings hard. Is Buzz Latrell. We call his name's actually Brian Latrell. And I think Which, it's so weird when somebody it says doesn't Brian. Even sound I right. go, who's like I call his voicemail and it's like, Yeah, you reached Brian. And I'm like, sorry, I apologize. I was trying to get hold My of bad. Buzz. Right? Yeah. I've always known Ch- he was busy. It, yeah. Since I was screwed this up. Chief Master Sergeant? Yes. Retired. Chief. Yes. Some people call him. Chief. I've, I've I've had people hit me up to see stuff on Facebook where they're like, You know Chief? You know the Chief? Chief, Chief Master, I'm like, oh, that's Buzz, Buzzy, Buzz Latrell. Uh, we uh, we've been, we he's another one that we targeted. We've got a lot of targets, but we we definitely knew that he would be his A game. We've done well lately. Well, let me rephrase that. You've done well lately. Yeah, you've done all the work, Talent Scott. I'll be honest, this wasn't my work because uh, Buzz, being the the aggressive person he is, mm-hmm. he just went right around me and just went right to Heather and just said, "Hey, what do I what?" What they I did. He's a I, lot smarter I, than he looks. How, do I, how I got, do I get on there? I got I got a lot of shit to say. He's like, how do I get Accurate. on there? Yeah. He was just built up just like and then he yeah, finally, so he's here. So give us a little bit of rundown. Just tell us uh who you are. Well, they know who you are now. Uh give us a little bit of your background and uh We know about your knee surgery, so you yeah. can skip that. We did yeah. jump that that one. I, I, I wanna, tell us since, tell us a little about your background. Since I'm the uh the first A or number one, what do you call it? A lister. A lister. A lister. I just yeah. want to start, start and set the table and celebrity say celebrity A lister. Fucking A meal. There we go. Hey. Oh, he busted out. I just killed. I just killed two oh, birds with one oh, stone yeah. right there. He did. He got. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got something for this. Hold on. Everybody, wait, wait please. You got. It? Oh. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Crowd likes it. Crowd yeah, likes they do. it. They do. Okay. Hit it again. Okay. First, so, he gets he jumps in and gets the first Sam Elliott on you. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had to. That's good. I had to. Uh, so back to your question. Give you my background. Uh, born and raised Idaho native. Not many of us can say that. 
uh, ripe old age of 48 years old. Uh, Bora High alum. Yeah. Uh, Go Lions. Class, class of 1990. Go Lions. Married alum. My wife, my beautiful wife, Leanna. She's also I didn't uh, know that. Alum. Yeah, she graduated in 89, a year before me. I'm a, she's a coog. Yeah, total yeah. coog. She's a, she's a yeah. what do you call them, cradle robber? Yeah. 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 Irv. So uh, Irv. joined the military when I was 19 and uh, spent 25 glorious years. Went by fast, uh, did, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. It was crazy. Learned a lot. No regrets. Well, few, but forgot to punch a few people in the face. But <laughs> You did? I can go back and do that now that I'm a civilian. Right. It's true. So I've been retired for about three years in March. March 16th what? Was, was three three years? Four years. Four. Four? Shit, wow. Four. Retired in wow. March 16th of 2016. There you go, kids. If you're listening to this, uh, there's some major benefits to being in the military, mm-hmm. putting in your time. Yeah. Retired getting, at the ripe old age of 44. Getting getting <laughs> out early. Yeah, getting getting ahead of it yeah. with some really good bennies. Yeah. And then you get to go get another job. Right. Yeah, well, you fail it miserably at Mr. Mom. You kind of, yeah. plus being in a structured career your entire life and you're, you're left to your own devices. And That's got to be hard. Oh, it's, it was it was. All, all my buddies who retired before, they would they kind of warn you and set you up, but you never really know exactly how it's going to be. And oh my god, we did play a lot of golf there for a while. It, it did, though. Yeah, we, we, did. we did definitely get out and play a lot of golf. We did. So we, we made 40, a hell of an effort. Forty-three degree weather. Yeah, <laughs> we, we made a hell of an effort. Yeah. yeah. If you if you zing one, it would go clear oh. up clear up your hands and just make you want to drop the club because your hands were frozen. Drink a lot of whiskey. Yeah. Well, okay. we do that too. Make That's that another right. thing he's good at. Drinking whiskey. Not just drinking in general. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've golfed with them. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which brings me to a point. Uh, is with all this fancy equipment, can you guys uh, refer back to previous podcasts? No, no. you can't Not, play we, one. We could, we could, if we would have known in advance, yeah. because oh, I could record it God, to the soundboard and I could have played it. I could have cued a bone it. to pick. But episode two, uh-huh. minute thirty-three oh. thirty. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's very specific. I think you two. Uh, Dipshits owe me a huge apology because on oh. your podcast, mm-hmm. oh, you told everybody that I suck at golf. I doubt that. Whether, whether it's true or not, that's fucking rude. And who was the guest on that one? I think it was just I, you and me. I, I think it was, yeah, because it was between. It was between. Uh, <laughs> we came to that conclusion by ourselves. I think it was between Ferg and Swanee, mm. or episode two, whatever that was. Oh, that was just us then. Yeah. That was us. Mm. Hmm. Well, I don't know what I, we must have been. You're talking about four or I'm five bottles. Sure. In. How many? How many? What minute was it? Thirty. Thirty-three. Thirty. Oh yeah, we were drunk yeah. by then. Easy. That's I wrote it. I wrote bottles. it on that piece of paper that just fell off my lap because I was going to bust your balls. Wow, for calling I me out. Consider my podcast. balls busted because I. Yeah. I like how I did it in the uh, first few minutes of this because we're not drunk yet and uh, it's going to sting. Yeah, we're only seven minutes in. I've got half a glass of whiskey still here and a quarter cup of wine. You're mixing. Yeah. Oh, you're committing. Yeah. No, I want to get a little bit. Last time, you and Blast kind of got ahead of me on the wine, I felt we got, like. You we guys were, were hammered down on the wine, so I literally brought we my We finished own. that first bottle. You didn't even, I don't even think you had one. I hadn't, yeah. So I I literally, uh, I brought myself a little bit of a, a prime a primer. Uh, today, we're actually having the... Uh, We'll shout out to Alexiana. Love how his voice changes and gets Lonesome all Spring Ranch of Columbia spring. Valley. So you 2016. Scoop your voice down a little bit more when you end that. <clears throat> so when you when you talk like this, Grand Cure is a limited production go. bottling inspired by the noble. Can let me see that? Okay, hold on. This will sound better. Let's see. All right. 
Grand. How do you say it? Cocure? Grand Cocure is a limited production bottling inspired by their whole, oh, sorry, by their noble. He sounds like an illiterate Antonio Banderas. (laughs) I am. How is, there's all these fancy words and then it goes to Eastern Washington's Yakima Valley has the idea. (laughs) They have really good soil to produce wines with a remarkable intensity of flavor and purity of fruit. Wow. It does sound like Antonio Banderas. It does. It does I don't does know why of. he's the wine guy now. But I don't know. Interesting. He just but sounds spe- fancy. Speak- it's a Gary V. Uh, shout out to my boy Gary V. again. This is a Gary V. Wine Club. It's a I do like the label, though. It's, it is fancy. Yeah. Speaking of rare bottles of wine, Alexandria. if you look in that bag, I've, I brought you guys a gift of an the extremely... The first guest to bring what? on... A gift? To bring an actual gift. I am a baller. Where's the bag? Oh, I couldn't see the bag. It, oh, oh it's, it's wrapped up. Wrap. Look at that. It's wrapped up nice. That is, that is one of one. The last trip I took overseas, I stopped in Kyrgyzstan, Manas. Is that Kyrgyzstan. a real place or are you making that up? No, that's where, I know that. I've where they have it. Tibetan snow monkeys squeeze the grapes what? one oh. at a time. Wow. Tibetan snow and, monkeys. And it is, oh, this is a specifically reek. made <laughs> for reek. This is, Dude, this is, everybody has to look this up. This uh, will be in the show notes. Somebody got uh, active on the cricket, didn't we? <laughs> somebody is quarantined at home with a lot of vinyl. Look at that. Wow. It's got everything. <laughs> you got, pissing, the guy pissing on There the is thing. a we lot of shout outs. Shopping carts and piss droplets. I told you, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge fan, long time listener. We got Girl Boss. Yep. Got Sam Elliott. Girl Boss. He's got Buzz we got, Rustic. We got Getting Killed by a Yeti in the, in the parking yep. lot. Yep. Put yep. your card we away. Got Yoda. Gary V's my Yoda. Throwing a little Buzz Rustic love there. Yeah, the Sam Yoda. Oh, the Sam Elliott. That's a great one. What's well that? done, Buzzy. Yeah, like that. If we weren't social distancing, I'd just hug the fuck hug out of here right now. <laughs> I already hugged him. He did. I did. I nuzzled did. right in. We said, we said is phenomenal. I You're amazing. Yeah. You're an amazing human. Yep. That raised the bar. And now it looks like there was a stripper here at the desk because there's glitter, there's glitter. everywhere from yeah. the, the shout out for, uh, No, just, shout out. just leave it, and then I'm going to take oh. a little little it's, spray. It's, little ksh, ksh, it's gonna smell like cotton candy. Awesome, yeah. perfect. And then you're gonna have to explain it. You're gonna be like, I don't no. know. I was podcasting. No. No, I was just podcasting. I don't know what you're talking. We about. were working. I just want to give a, uh, a shout out to all our future guests. Consider the bar raised. I, I really don't. The bar is it's way up there. Yeah, it's like ma- it's like Mount Everest. Yeah. Good it, good I luck. It, I don't think it happens. Good luck. Honestly. No. Wow. Okay. I mean, we should just end it now. Yeah. I don't know. What I mean, hey, at thanks that for point, joining yeah. us on the Wreak Havoc podcast. Uh, all right, I'm going to bring it back in now that we've all been wowed by the our our gifts and and things we have here. Um, talking to Buzz and going over what we wanted to have him on here to discuss. The biggest thing is, I think we're obviously still doing this uh, coronavirus thing, social distancing, people mm-hmm. working from home, people wearing masks, rubbers, condoms, gloves, boots. I don't know everything they're wearing to I avoid wear this. I wear condoms right? on my feet. But we got into an interesting discussion, and and I think it's a good reason why you know to have Buzz on here is his background, which didn't really get totally into. So I'll let you get more in depth than that. But basically, the importance of let's just say training in general, and you're going to get into this and break it down a little bit more for us. But like basically, the ability to uh, perform at a higher level, the the need for people to perform at a higher level, to be able to do it remotely if they need to, but just What's been your overall experience of 
you, you mentioned it going civilian life. I always love that. You're like, you went military to civilian. And going from what you were used to your day-to-day, eight-to-five being in the military to a day-to-day, eight-to-five in the civilian they're different sector. What is it? <laughs> They're different. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's going from uh, highly trained, highly highly qualified people to not nah. absolute <laughs> shit show. I mean, uh, it's it's it was very very discouraging, and I lost a little bit of faith in humanity. Um, it is it, crazy. I mean, it started right off the bat. I mean, because I I was retired for the three three years, and I I ran a home business. And I ran that with the kind of the same mentality. I mean, you know, when you tell people you're going to do something, you do something. You get up and you <laughs> do, do it. Shout out yeah. to Buzz, Rustic. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz Rustic. Buzz Rustic. I have, I have Buzz Rustic. Um, Many Buzz Rustic uh, pieces in my house. I got to admit, when I saw some Beautiful of the stuff work. you were doing, I was like, Buzzy did that? That is amazing. But that's that, that, It's great and stuff. It's, to tie that into what you were saying, like literally I would ask him to do something like, oh, cool, you know, could you just do this like, picture frame for me that would be like this you know mm-hmm. thinking like i'm i'm being a half-asser civilian i'm like yeah just kick one out no 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 that's not how he does it it's dovetail it's friggin' doweled he's got the friggin' finish that's like six finishes sanded and yeah. buffed and i'm like dude i just that's need to do it and you get it the next day that's how he does it though like <laughs> i mean that... a cornhole board can we just get a cornhole board no. that's just like uh no this thing's gonna have like eight layers of yeah. varnish and you're gonna be able to like oh that's got a see reflection that's got a half beautiful. inch thick resin coat on it you can drive you can use it as car ramps too anyways yeah. you can go check out buzz rustic too you still up on instagram <laughs> yeah. right you got buzz 1500 rustic pound load capacity yeah. buzz <laughs> rustic. and they have leds in them so you can illuminate the underneath side of your vehicle but, see that so. Check that out. He's good. That's right. real good. Anyway, so then you go in, you, you go from that, which you, you know, I mean, did for a while, and you finally said, "All right, I need to go and do something to keep me keep you busy because yeah. we can't go golfing with you all the time." Right. And my wife said, "You're driving me get shit out crazy. of the <laughs> house. You need to go do something. Go away. <laughs> Besides, uh, fuck up the laundry and not do the dishes right. And about the only thing I could do right that whole three years was mow the lawn correctly." takes precision yeah. she'd come home and go where are the kids i'm like ah, kids oh, oh. i don't know shit i knew i forgot something <laughs> <laughs> so so i had to go <clears throat> and it's not all bad but uh most of it is how much of that comes from military background and how much of it is your personality i so my dad was 27 years air force uh-huh. Um, so I was raised military my brother you and me both, my brother buddy. was in yeah yep. your dad strict like i only know your dad is Pops and he's like total chill dude. Like he's just a fisherman and he's just chill. And oh yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. He'll just he'll go hang out and have lunch with us. And like, is he was he pretty intense though? I mean, not, not intense. I mean, he he had the worst. You and your I brother mean, are pretty intense. Yeah. Like, no, nah, he's he's a little more laid back than us. But uh, I mean, he gets his point across. And he was very. Uh, I mean, we get our work work ethic from him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he got home and we didn't have our chores done, we would. Uh, you know, you would know that wasn't yeah. acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Were yeah. you putting time out? Is that what I, happened? I, no. He, he no, would come I'm, home. I'm your chores you, aren't I'm, done. I'm from a different generation. You there two was, are in time out, misters. There, there was no time. Because if he <laughs> if he slacked, then my mom would say, bullshit. And, <laughs> and then she'd get us. Oh, I don't believe it. That can't happen. That's illegal. There's yeah. no way. I came we from that ever, school. Yeah, I, we would never do that. We had a special. This will make you, this will make you happy. My dad had a special custom made spanking stick. No. He made and like carved out the little handle part, 
We had to go get it off the top of the fridge whenever we were. See, that's the mental. That's the guy. mental rat fucking that you oh, take right man. there. That's, that's the longest walk. A go kid get the has stick. Ever made. And it's just <laughs> called the stick. My mom go always the tells stick. the story, and it's so crazy because, like, my my grandma is a granny is the sweetest woman in the world. She's eighty six, some eighty six, eighty seven years old. She literally is the sweetest person you've ever met in your life until. And then my mom tells these stories like when they were kids and they had a willow tree in their yes! front yard and you'd have to go pick your pick own your willow stretch. stretch. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, that is worst. such a mind fuck. Just in the, I mean, it's almost worse than the actual whipping. Is My like, aunt uh, did that. Once you take a nice slow walk out there, pick what willow I'm going to whip your ass with. Oh, that was the worst. That was how things were. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather take three or four good hard shots from my dad because he'd usually get you with the belt. Yeah. But he'd, he'd hit you in the ass. <laughs> my mom, she's a lefty, back of the and, leg, and she she would hit you everywhere but the ass. <laughs> you know, in your ass, it's it's pretty robust. You're sitting on it, whatever. It's kind of got calluses on it, but you get one in the love handle or the back oh. of the leg oh. or the bend of the knees. Yeah. Bad aim. I would I would pick I would pick a hard shot from my dad in the app. Exactly. Let me rephrase that. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need that backup back beeper. You get you get my point. Yeah. I would rather get spanked from my dad than my mom. Man, so, your da- so your dad was pretty intense though. Like I mean, oh, yeah. when he was, because yeah. it's funny because he's probably in grandpa mode now. Like oh, totally. that's why I've met he's, him as grandpa. Oh, yeah. So like in grandpa mode, the guy's the smiley fisherman guy that can tell you where to catch bass over at CJ Strike. So you don't really think of him that way. But so you started in that, oh, yeah. you know. So the military wasn't a huge. No, you have no. glitter yeah. all over your arms. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I fully, uh, I fully knew what I was getting into. The military transition for me was was a piece of cake. Like basic training and all everything I went to with the tough guy screaming in your face was was kind of a joke. Kind of like I had to work. Dad. I had to work. <laughs> I had to work really hard not to laugh. Well, and you you played football for Pancrats too, right? Uh, he still Jim, coaching? Jim, and then oh. I paid. I, oh, I, won't, I won't even mention his name because he's probably the most worthless coach I've ever played for in my entire life. Mm. Mm. A different one. Yeah, at Bora. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember if you were back far enough to get that. I don't know if you guys would edit that out. If you're yeah. fans of him, or there you not, go. But, no. Uh, but they had a uh, because that would have been a more intense than you know some people. Oh, I would have loved. To, I would have loved to play for D. My brother played for D. They loved okay. him. I knew Every, he was right everybody close. loved him. Yeah, and that was like old having a drill school. I old played school. basketball with D. Yeah, so did we. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have. Uh, I don't know if I. It's like grilla ball. That's not real basketball. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's probably, ball. It's very physical. He probably owns one or two of my knee surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. send him a note. I'm sure he'll. Well, I think we even talked about it. It might have been in Pooh's podcast. It was in Pooh's, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't make the air for very long. But if you did catch that one, it was worth it. it. Yeah, we talked about it. He There's was black market versions of that. If anyone wants to reach out and DM me, because he was amazing, uh, man. Amazing. Yeah. A different cut. Okay, so we're back on it. So you're back in the uh, the military. What did you end up doing there? Like, as far as, like, what was your career? So, I was uh, air crew flight equipment, or formerly known as life support. We took care of all the pilots and their gear and night vision goggles and parrot, packed parachutes, survival kits. Uh, Pretty important shit. Took care of weapons. So, yeah, is packing location. a parachute, is that detail-oriented? Uh, not really. You just kind of throw it in a sack and <laughs> stuff hope, it. Hope, just it, have hope it works out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> you mess up on one of those, you'll be in Leavenworth making uh, big Hey, uh, what do you want me to do with the new guy? Ah shit! I don't know. Have him, uh, have him go pack those parachutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> figure it out, bud. It's all right. It's like he'll figure it out. It fits in there. I promise. 
<laughs> yeah. I swear to God, we're the last ones to ever let you down. If it fails, bring it back. We'll give you a new one. <laughs> so I did that for, you know, worked my way up through the ranks. And then uh, eventually um, I was, I made chief and, uh, and went to work for the operations group as the operations group chief over three, three squadrons. Oh, I didn't realize you were in the ops. Yeah. Yeah, my whole career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how does that play into what you see happening in today's world? Uh, the stark contrast that, that I can say is a, is a complete shit show is, is coming from that, that world where there is, a, there is a book binder regulation rule. There, there is no gray. Right. There is, I mean, it's black and white. Process driven. Process driven. And, and the training is redundant. The equipment is redundant. Um, we have four of everything just in case one, two, th- shit, three break. We still have, we still have one to go back to. And then the, the training never stops, never, ever stops. I mean, there are, there's career, there's gates in your career progression. In order to make rank, you have to, you have to, uh, become proficient at as a level, a three level. Right. And then once you attain your three level, you can move up to a five level, a seven level, a nine level. A nine level, you can't make a senior rank. You can't be a senior NCO without a nine level. And in, in conjunction with that, while you're doing your training, you have to take professional military education courses, which through the community college, the Air Force, they're the only accredited uh, military institution where you actually get college credits for your professional military education. I don't know if the other the other branches of service don't do it. Is that a little jab? Are you throwing a little? No, no. It's just a, a great. Jab? It's a great way for a kid to get a degree. If you go to avionics school, it's yeah. almost you almost have your A and P when yeah. you you know if you decide to get out and the other career fields don't don't afford them that opportunity. A little plug for the Air Force. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, everybody's in charge of your own career progression. And if you decide not to do that stuff, you don't make rank. And in the military, make rank, make money. And if you don't want to make rank, you're in the wrong business. I mean, who doesn't want to move to the top of the top of the pile? And those guys, those guys, you can pick them out pretty quick, and and you weed them out. So, so when the military says we do more before noon than most people do all day, that's that's, that's a, no bullshit. You know, I always thought it was a little bit of a cliche. You see it in the commercials, but when you get working, when you rotate back the civilian world, it's <laughs> so like, fucking true. Do you th- speaking of the civilian world? Do you think this is a question just popped in my head that I'm going to ask you because I never have asked you? Do you think there's any it is in like, because in the civilian world, there's a lot of, uh, I, for lack of a better term, nepotism. I guess there's like, you know, if kid kid is you know a family member of or blah blah blah. Is it is there? It, it doesn't sound like to me that I don't picture that happening in the military. Like you can come in as a kid from anywhere, a kid doing anything, and if you put the work in, you're gonna make. You could be chief, right? Yeah. Is it is it? I mean, is that accurate? Do you think? That's oh yeah. True? There's. I mean, because I your dad, I love your that. dad could be the one star. And if you're a piece of shit, you're not going nowhere, right? Because it's not your dad promoting you; it's it's your supervisor. Well, and it sounds and, like and there's actual. What do you call it? We talked on the phone before this about what we we're going to talk about, and you talked about what do you call it? The measurable job performance standards. Job performance standards. Yeah. So there's a job performance standard there that actually has to happen that we probably have ignored in, in the most case in the civilian world and business and stuff, and we don't do as much of anyways because that's considered which i'm an anti-micromanager but i'm going to throw it out there but it's a it's a it's a micromanagement yeah, thing th- so i guess the civilian equivalent of job performance standards would be the the what what they post as the job interview 
that, that right. you know, here's your duties. Right. But it's it's so vague. But I people mean, can bullshit through that because everyone yeah, bullshits their interview, It depends on what dude. you do. Like, GE, Jack Welsh ran a tight ship yeah. on when he when he ran that. And and if you weren't in the top whatever, I like they had a, it was like the, the bottom 20%. If you were in the bottom 20%, you got fired. You got let go. Right. And if you were in the top ten yep. percent, you got paid big money. But it was all measurable stuff where you're either doing your job or you're not, and your supervisors are going to check the boxes yeah. on whether or not. What, you're doing what, are they, what do they say in the corporate world? Ten percent of the employees do eighty percent yeah. of the job, and eighty percent do ten percent. There's some truth to that. Yeah. They're called, but, they're but called also, boat, boat anchors or oxygen thieves. Yeah, but there's it depends on how you how you choose to run your company. At the company that I work for, we're very very proactive on all these things there's and there's but there's skill sets within each personality type you can be a guy that is not a process driven person and be more of an operator or more of a visionary there's still a skill set there that's very very valuable but you got to balance it all out right so the idea of the synergy of having so buzzy's a processor because he comes from a military background that's great if you over process the shit out of stuff Mm, you can get it out of balance. Right. That's the thing where you're like, well, sorry, sir, we don't do that on Thursdays. Yeah, I know, but you're going to lose a giant client if you don't bend this rule. I'm sorry, sir, it's Thursday. We can't. That's yeah. an overprocess type right. of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but in the military, the reason that it's overprocessed Cause it's, is because if you don't get it right, you die right. or someone dies. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. And we, I mean, call back to the earlier episode when we talk about extreme ownership, which right. I fucking love it's one of the best business books you'll ever read and jocko willenick and uh, love Leif Babin, and it's like he's literally these two guys ex-navy seals and they talk what they've done is they've created a consulting company where they go around to businesses now and train people the way they were trained in the military and it's one of the most I, when i you'll get and anyone that hears this if you're you'll get in and uh, the first chapter you'll get you'll be like this is such bullshit there's no way you're going to tie a life or death situation to what i'm doing on a sales call on a thursday in gillette wyoming okay you're not and then all of a sudden you get in a, in a you know a couple chapters and you're like holy shit this makes a lot of sense like and it goes yeah. back to a lot of like you said like this is a life or death thing like so that's a little intense honestly if i don't do exactly what i'm supposed to do and i'm in a sales call in gillette wyoming chances are i'm not going to die well, maybe. Maybe. Unless you get COVID-19. There's, right. There's Sasquatches and unicorns in Gillette. It could happen. Oh, shit. You I could. forgot the unicorn on the bottle. Oh, shit. You know what? You get me gored with That's the right. unicorn. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. okay. I'll give you a little slack this once. Let it slide. Next time, I'm taking out your knee. Okay. I mean, for, <laughs> I, just I, mean want, I want this <laughs> recorded. I want it on. I want to document on recording that at this point in time, the numbers are showing that 23 out of every 14 people are dying of COVID right oh, now. Oh, shit. So I, heard. I just bought That's a whole crazy. bunch of toilet paper. I heard That's going to go to waste. I heard it was projected to double next week. Right. Yeah. It would be 64 out of 14. Right. We're, we're dying. The chan- that right now, I've heard that there are actual people that have not actually been conceived yet that, that are, are dying of this virus. It's that dangerous. Yeah. So That's, That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Oh, yeah, right? I've got a cramp in my leg. You got a cramp in your leg. You know what? That's Buzzy. karma. That's karma. That is the universe. <laughs> That's, That's the universe karma. with a big fuck you, Brown. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> you think it's funny? I haven't had a cramp like that in a while. Oh, God. That's, wow, you all right? Stretch it out. You're good. We got time. 
Do we need to do we need to schedule Buzz episode two? Yeah, I think I might have just peed a little bit. Medic, uh, medic, medic. We need a medic in here. Oh, that was a good one. I'm okay. So one of the questions that I was asking you earlier, personality versus training. <coughs> I will take personality over training seven days a week and twice on Monday. So I have a, a, a story that you will relate to because you probably know the guys involved. Uh, Riddler. Yep. Okay. And Dano. Yep. Dano Floriani. Mm-hmm. So, Should I not say specific names on here? Well, you can. Okay. What's up, Dano? Yeah. So Dano was, I was going to go to the Air Force Academy. He was my guy. It was going to be great. Didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Pivot went the wrong direction, or a different direction. You've done well. Anyway, the when I was in high school, we went down to an Air Force base and trained. Or my dad trained on the Wild Weasels right. down there, down at George, and then they came back up and brought him back up to Idaho. But I got a chance to spend the entire summer around a squadron of fighter pilots. Fighter pilots oh. that are like legit, like the real deal. And so it was interesting learning their personalities and learning their skill set and just kind of figuring out who they were as dudes. So I was talking to my dad one time. My dad was a backseater. And I said, so, Dad, if you could pick, handpick the guy, you're going to go in and it's going to get nasty. And you're going to go in and, it. I mean, it's ugly. Who do you take? Did you say Buzz? He did not say Buzz. God damn it. My I, pick. I had so many hours on the sim. So I could have flown that fucking thing. I picked Dano. Because Dano is like, Dano's like the most buttoned up Air Force Academy grad, super smart, always has the funny thing to say, his haircut's perfect, like, he's the guy. And and I was like, Dano, right? And he's like, no. no. I would take Riddler. Yeah. And I was like, why would you take Riddler? And he's like, because he will not let you win. And the idea of imposing your will over a situation, and you just, there's not going to be any other way it's going to shake out. Because I'm going to control it. However, I need to control it. If I need to bend rules, I'll bend them. Whatever I, I'm going to, I'm going to win. Period. Yeah. But it was a really interesting life lesson for me in the sense of maybe more than meets the eye. Yeah. But the training, both of those guys had a ton of different oh, yeah. training. Yeah. They made up throw up through recies. So the F4R reconnaissance right. bird into the G model wild weasel. I deployed with all those guys yeah. multiple times. So it was a it was a pretty interesting Tom Riddle Moser, aka Riddler. Riddler, he, he is he is an amazing human being. Yep. And they're both uh, nothing against Dano. He's a phenomenal pilot. Phenomenal. He's that he's that guy that wouldn't go out drinking because yep. he was studying the checklist. Yep. I mean that guy. If you dialed asked, in to this day, if you said on panel panel X Y Z, what's the third <laughs> button? He could probably tell you exactly what it was yeah. and what it did. Yep. Yeah, that guy was yeah. But interesting to kind of pick that apart of how do you – so one of the things that I, I constantly chirp about is how do you mentor those guys that have that edge? Well, I can, I can kind of spin it for you. Yeah. Um, I interviewed tons of, tons of people for jobs or promotions, rather. <coughs> you know, and you're going to promote a senior and a staff sergeant, and that staff going to be oh, – Don't touch that. That it's staff sergeant is going to be in yeah, charge – we got to get a new cord. He's going to be in charge of training those airmen below you. Right. And I would take I would take guys that didn't even have our career field over somebody that had the career field if I knew that they would fit in and get along because I can teach you the job. Right. I can I can I can I can teach you to do everything that I knew how to do in in 25 years. I can teach you the job. I cannot teach you how to not be a dick. <laughs> At that age that these kids come in, they're not they're 20, 25, you know, whatever age, 
and and I'm not going to put my guys in that situation, the bad apple in the barrel, because if you think culture doesn't matter in a, in a work environment, holy shit, you hire that bad apple and see what the morale of your other, of your, your hard charge and pullers, watch the morale go in the fucking tank. And, and, and then every one of them's in your office bitching about right. the well, asshole that you just hired. And you talk about going back to, by the way, I'm back. Johnny I'm back. bad apple. I'm uh I'm back. My leg's okay. I just know everybody was worried about he, he that. He did, out. The, he did the downward Holy dog for 20 minutes. And now, he, now he stretched Yeah, that's out. the first time. I haven't had Hammy? a cramp in years. Is no, that a hamstring? Yeah. Full on. Yeah. Full on, man. I wait. reached up with my leg and put my foot up here on the uh, desk, mm-hmm. and I kind of pulled my chair with it, and it cramped. That's what happens when you get old. Oh, you need some more sodium shit. in your diet. Uh, anyways, but going back kind of where I left off and where you're at now, the, the difference I, in that book, they talk about that and they said, here's the deal. Like you talk about culture and stuff in, in work. And that was one of the questions that they get a lot, um, when in that book where people saying, well, yeah, but how, you know, is culture important? He's like, do you understand? Like we have situations where if every man, and he says, and we, which I didn't realize this, this is a military thing that I didn't pick up on until I read this book that, that the different branches have to work together on a mission sometimes. So, like, when you're, you know, kicking doors in Afghanistan, you may have a Navy sniper protecting Marine, oh, yeah. you know, boots on the ground being yeah. in, being up on know, the air ridge su- saying, air yep, supported I got by you. Air Force, right? So, like, right. literally you may have two or three different branches, that, and, and these guys talk a lot of shit to each other, you know, when they're in the bar or, you know, in the barracks, but when they're on the ground there, like, Everyone has to react. So, so one guy can be an asshole, even within the the same platoon or whatever. You know, the same you know the same company. But they they literally have to say, we have to trust that guy when it comes down to it. So, the the whole dickhead thing or the whole culture thing of going, yes, yeah, it's really important that we all like each other. It's 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 a difference of like we know we need to trust this guy. Like we got to trust. Like That's he may have a different deal. personality, yeah, right? The, 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 you have to trust the, him. The code red, the code red is. If there was a guy like that in 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 your organization and he was that bad, he'd go away. Right, and that's the thing. I think we go back to the three legged deer story because I'm going to bring this up forever. Well, um, well done, <clears throat> thank you. But it's does this three legged deer have a name? Can we name the three? Is it should. a is it a boy or a girl? I'm gonna no because we'll get in trouble because somebody that somebody well, his name we, must be a boy. It's a well, it'll be a boy. Yeah, we need to have a how boy. About buck buck's a good uh, name for a boy deer. Buck. No, this is a bad buck though. Bad deer. Hey, you didn't uh, comment on my the three funny t-shirt. Deer. My funny t-shirt. I Zane. I, yeah. Okay. We go. Yeah. Shout out. Throwback to the uh, funny t-shirt thing. Buzz is wearing one. Says I like hunting and maybe three people. Are we two? Yes. I like this. You are. So there's only one left. Yeah. Only one other guy. <laughs> I think it's Curly. I'd say it's Curly. It's got to be Curly. Could be Shellhouse. <laughs> Stoffer, maybe. We got to we'll have Shellhouse we'll in here, too. Oh, He'd have some good, good stories. Oh, God. You couldn't get him to talk. Uh, yeah. Oh, if with enough yeah, with enough it. alcohol, we could get him to talk. Have oh, you seen God. him hug Trevor Brown? Yeah. Yeah. I'll offer hugs it's deep. to him. It's, it's, it's like a 20 minute ordeal. It's deep. Not too many I, people I that don't make it. The, la- the last time Trevor got hugged by Ross, I think he had to go get a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. I did. You looked exhausted. I did. I, did. I had to <laughs> smoke a cigarette when I was done. <laughs> it's, it's best to let him finish. <laughs> it's just best to let him finish, Clark. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, welcome to the Wreak Havoc podcast. Yeah, that's that left turn we talk about. We take a lot of left turns. You know hey, what, we, war- we warned him. We warned him right from the ta- start. If you yep, take three left turns, you get right back on track. Right. True. Maybe it's four. It's four, I think. No, yeah, three left turns is a right. So Obviously, I'm not a mathematician. 
two. Yeah. You got to you got to do four. Three will make you go right. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Oh, well, it's good to be right. Back to the three-legged deer. So, anyways, three-legged deer. We've I I've talked about this, but I think that there's you know you can't there's Stephen. another. Stefan. Here's here's another. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan. Stefan the three-legged deer. Stefan. I like it. That probably is a good one. Uh, sorry <laughs> if there's any Stefans that are pissed <laughs> off by this. But I think that you can't have a three-legged deer in the military. You can't. No. There's no such thing. No, he'd fall over. <laughs> he's no, he's going to fucking die. And the thing is, is the other the rest of the guys aren't going to put their weight on that guy and allow him to be the guy. Like, I mean, we get into this here. I'm going to throw a fucking oh, match oh. on the fire right now. Oh, but, shit. But Hold this on. is this is something that I got up. And I've had this conversation with female firefighters, so don't get on my shit. Uh there was a point where the firefighter, where the local fire department, when you tested, that the women had to got to pull a, a lighter dummy, right? And it was a big issue. So they actually had a point where it was like people start going, "That's not, that's not how it works in the real world." Like if, because I'm a fat guy, so like if I'm in a fire, I don't want a female firefighter full, full, running full in. Full bodied athlete, Trevor. Come on, a full bodied athlete. Don't sell yourself. You short. are a full bodied athlete. I am. I, I'm a I'm an athlete that filled out well. And uh, I just shelf. think that there's a point where I don't want someone coming in and being like, hey, sorry, I can't pull you out, right? We, we only rescue children. <laughs> oh, I can only rescue. If you were, how much I, do you weigh? If, oh, oh 185 that. is the most I can drag. Just oh, leaning sorry. over your You're going to die. I know your leg is actually, well, You're what's left of die. your leg? But how much do you weigh? How much You're did you weigh before you lost half your leg? <laughs> Bring bring the saw. We'll cut this son of a bitch in half and pull him out of here in pieces. But we're going to save him. He'll be alive. So I just think that there's a point where, like, the three-legged deer syndrome, you know, that we have this syndrome, I'll call it, in the United States and pretty much the world probably, but definitely here, where people are, like, they protect the people that can't, right? Like, they raise them up, and it's like, oh, this person does that doesn't happen in the military. And I mean, I think that's, there's such a crazy thing where there's so much respect for the military and, and how things are done, but there's so much disrespect for us trying to run our country the way the military's run. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. weird. That, that, Businesses get sued for running them the way that militaries run. Right. Yeah. I, I actually interviewed for a job and I was, I was, I don't know, 27 people interviewed for this, for this job. It was a, it was a, uh, like an operations manager position. And I got, feedback from a friend of mine that works in the organization and I was crushing the interview. I mean, crushing it. And we were talking about disciplinary measures and I went through, I went through the course of action that you would take in the military. You know, you sit the guy down, you make sure he understands, Hey, did I, did I explain this to you? Is it clear? Did I stutter? Is, is, uh, you got it. And then if, you know, if he continues to, to, uh, to be substandard, then you go back and you go, okay, we're going to reset. We're going to retrain. Now you're on your own. You understand what you're supposed to be doing. You've been trained. You know exactly how to do it. Retrained. Yeah, retrained. If you continue <laughs> to fail, this is what's going to happen. And then, and then so I, go, I went very eloquently through that whole process. And then I, yeah. and then I like the fourth disciplinary action, I'm like, and then there's a time where you just put your, you got to put a boot in your ass. That statement got my, it was it was Vetoed. a tight race between me and a female for a, for an operations manager position, and they put my shit in the round file because I said you got to put your boot in your ass. Boot, it's a boot. You should have said it. And then put my six inch pump. Yeah, 
Uh, and they, they were like, oh, my women. God. I really like women. And it was a figure so of speech. Wanted, <laughs> it, clear that we re- I really like women. It was completely a figure of speech, which, I mean, if I asked right. you, what does put your boot in your ass mean? Right. You're going to come down hard on it's with motivation. some disciplinary action. Yeah. You're gonna but write that's a, the world we live in, Buzz. That's that's the problem with society today. This yeah. is That is the problem. The fact that we sit here and see that mm. as a, like, I mean, it's, oh, God. You're going to get him off. You're, I know. Well, let Whoa. me rephrase that. We've got a lot of <laughs> side traveling. Weird. But you need the sound effect. What was that? What was that? Yeah, we definitely need. I'm going to work on that. You're one. going to get him off track. I think I did. Yeah. It's not hard. No. He's like, he's like <laughs> a squirrel. But here's the thing. All, all three of us come from a very strong male type of a mindset. So, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate on your three-legged deer. There are three-legged deer. Right, there, there just are. There are going to be people that are weak. There's going to be widows. There's going to be poor. There's going to be blank. There's still a responsibility as a society to take care of those. There's not a responsibility for society to reward that and to make that the standard. That's not the standard. It's just like minimum wage was never designed to support a family of four. Right. What? It's the minimum wage. This is like the least you can possibly do. You're going to get paid this. But that but the mentality is that well that's not fair. Life is never ever going to be fair. Now I can do all it kinds of things. I can do all kinds of things to assist the three-legged deer where appropriate. The three-legged deer has no place in an elite military unit because it it is it's a weak link. And it's sorry because you only it, have three legs, and you're a deer. Interesting right. though, how the military's avoided that. Like, how's the military well, avoided well, the political correctness? No, listen, after being in the military for 25 years, there are some three-legged deer. You think so? That have Do they find a place for I call, them? I call them turtle posts. Like you're driving down the road, and you look out in a field, and you see a turtle sitting on top of a post, and you go. Well, that's how, weird. Why the fuck is that turtle on top of that post, yeah. and who the fuck put it there? Yeah, some asshole out there, officer, senior NCO said, you know, this guy, you know, he tries hard. <laughs> he, he really does. <laughs> My boy calls him try hard. Hey, when, when you have to avoid, when, when say, say Jody comes down and says, Hey, Hey, I got this project. I want you to have, I'm your supervisor, Trevor. And he's the boss. And he comes down and goes, Hey, I got this project that I want you to have Trevor do. And I go, he's not the best. He's, he can't do it. And, and Jody's like, well, I need him to you know. Come on, man. He's part of the team. He's a window licker. We all know that, but but you know, he's here and he's we collecting do. a paycheck. Help him succeed. That helps out. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, what's his name on the office where they put him in the basement? Milton. Space. Milton. Milton. He's like Milton. Milton. He's like Milton. You never task him with a with a project that it has any significance whatsoever because you know they're gonna fuck it up. And there are there are guys like that in the military. I mean, I could name a whole bunch oh, of them. Yeah. It's a red stapler. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that because that's that's one thing I wonder. I'm like, how in the fu- like? I wish that there were more places that they, did it like the military. Speaking of things you didn't know, did you know that Swingline did not make a red stapler until that movie Office oh, Space? Shit! And there was such a demand for red staplers that Swingline said, "Hey guys, we should make some red I staplers." Got an idea. That was a prop, and the prop guy painted it red just for whatever reason. I don't believe you because Dunder Mifflin has tons of them. I see him on the office all the Dunder time. Before. Office space was like late nineties. Yeah. You do your research, Buzz, you'll find out I'm right. Yeah. You know what I'd do if I had all the money in the world? What would you do? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> 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 
Hey, Peter, yeah, that was a good check movie. out Channel 9. <laughs> Is that your girlfriend? That was such a good movie. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, it's it's amazing to me to see the difference in that. I think it's, uh, we're going to transition to what I think, you know, we're dealing with right now is, you know, you talk about deployment, right? What do you call that? The box that has everything in it? The mobility bin. Mobility bin. So in the military. Wait, wait, unpack that. I want to know what that is. Okay, like so that. the mobility bin has all your shit you need when you get deployed, right? Like when you pop open that box, they can do the same shit they were doing, right? So like the military trains, you, you look at the military training at, you know, at the Air Force Base outside of town here, right? Mm-hmm. And they are training to do the job exactly this job. This is what they're they're going to drive anywhere tanks in, the, in world. the desert in Idaho, and they're going to. This is what they're going to do, right? They're not fighting a war in Idaho, but they're driving them tanks in Idaho. They're going to do and drill here, here, and they're going to get deployed. And when they land, it's it's the same shit Go in time. a different place, right? It's just geography. Same deal. You have these, you know, your boxes where you actually, when they deploy, they drop that box. He could have his office set up, and it's the exact same shit that was right here in Boise, Idaho, when, when, when you land in Iraq. A red stapler? We, we went to uh, Sicily for the Kosovo conflict. 72-hour oh, yeah. mob order. We threw our mobility bin on the aircraft and went there and opened it up and started operating and flying combat missions like, like you were like in Boise. Twenty four hours after we arrived, <laughs> and you can't you can't say, That's cool. "Oh shit, we can't go." My bo- I got to go to Home Depot and buy some screws. Oh, my internet no, connection is not as good here. That. And when you get in country, you can't go. Oh fuck, we forgot that box of black so, sharpies. I'm gonna have to. Who's in charge of that though? Who's in charge of your mobility? It's an additional man? duty for everybody that works in the in your in your shop. And and that's why I said redundancy in the military. Right, right. When I have a, set, a test of a set of you know two hundred thousand dollars test equipment, I have four of them because I got two that can break and one that can go get calibrated and one that's always operational. So it's it's quadruple redundancy. Which is funny because the civilian world is like, I can't afford that. Oh, that's God, ridiculous. Me? Where I work now, I, I wanted some two by two bags to put to put these parts in six months ago. They're like they're like seventeen dollars for a thousand of them, <laughs> and you know what the answer I got was? It's not in the budget. Did you say that's seventeen fucking dollars? I'll go buy them myself. Did you say here take seventeen dollars out of my paycheck? I, I am not shitting you. I am not shitting you. But it's having it's not, the right, yeah, the having budget. the right equipment, being able to deploy that somewhere else, right? So here I'm going to use the same terminology and say there's a lot of people listening right now that are being deployed to their couch. And I've it's causing a my problem, bedroom. right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone, I mean, dude, offices are in weird spots right now. Like, you got people working out of their fucking garage right now. You got people in their fucking living room. You got people, you know, I mean, shit, I worked the other day. I did conference call on my patio, you know. Like, I mean, you're, you're doing stuff in different places right now. It's important, and I think what you're going to see from this whole situation is, is that companies are finally figuring out, we got to be able to know that our employees can do this job in any situation. Because here's the deal. I think the next election year, if there's a Republican president in, I'm going to stay out of my soapbox a little bit. If there's a Republican <laughs> president in the next election, we're going to have another one of these. So you better be ready for it because the, the libs are going to come out and they're going to start, you know, something's going to happen that's going to shut the whole country down again. So what we're going to happen, what's going to happen is we're going to, you know, we're going to deal with it. So now this is basically open this up to this. Now you're seeing companies that are like, we got to have guys that are able to, deploy to wherever they're going to deploy to and not be in the office and do the same job because 
I'm hearing people all over the place saying, ah, like, I mean, I have a, an inside sales help that does the, you know, that, that, uh, is my customer service person back in the corporate office. Mm-hmm. So I'll call stuff into her. Well, someday, I mean, she's, she doesn't like it necessarily. She's getting okay at it, but like she literally is, is sitting here going, okay, you know, I don't have this. I don't have this. Cause she's used to working in an office, right? Our CFO is losing his shit. He was like the first guy to go back to the office cause he couldn't deal with it. Right. So, if, if there's a situation where y- you know that this could happen again, I mean, how come we don't have the training like they do in the military where you're but literally it's a, ready? It's that intentionality. The other it's side of this, ready too. to go. You can do. Can you do your job anywhere? Can I trust you to do there's your job? This, that's the other side of this I was about to get into. When you're doing your hiring, when you're sitting on the whatever it is, on your couch interviewing people in your home office, you if you're not hiring the right people that you can trust, that... That's the other side of yeah. That's the other side of the equation where I can set you up with your mobile pack, your mobility pack, and have all the shit that you need to do. If I can't trust you, we still have a problem. If you're not getting your work done on deadline, we still have a problem. Right. I think with Trevor and I were talking about this earlier, and I think I think this. I mean, out of all the negative things that are coming out of this this shutdown and everything, I think there's some positive things because. When, when does a corporation, a, a fight Fortune 500 company or anybody like that, ever ever go, hey, we're going to run a litmus test? They never have the balls to do it. To no. go, hey, we're going to send this entire division home and work out of your office for two months. There's too much risk. That's too much risk, right? Way too much. So, so this is the litmus test, and and it's – I mean, think what it would do for you as a corporation. Lowers your, your footprint. Your overhead would plummet. And I have a friend that is a super high level manager in a federal organization, and he said, scratching his head, going, "Hey, yeah." He he said that his it's incredible how productive his people are that are that are teleworking from home right now. And he he's when we were talking about it, he's like, "It's pissing me off because I wonder what the fuck these guys are doing when they're when they're at work. They're checking a box, man. Right? Because, because they're it's at not, home, the measurement is time. It's not." task oriented right when they're at home they're crushing it because i got shit i want to go do yeah that's <laughs> exactly they're sitting at the fucking water cooler the <laughs> coffee machine fucking walking around that's yeah. that's the problem that i see like in some of these places these guys are they're 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 so used to like it's 10 o'clock time to go stretch my legs and grab a cup of coffee and i'm gonna spend a fucking hour fucking off walking around talking to people in the office and now it's just just getting done dude i log my hours every quarter hour of what I do all day long. Wow. I, I would so what whatever it is, I'm down to the quarter hour. But what it does, and I hated it because I am a I'm my workflow is I'm a little ADD. So my workflow is juggling. So for me to figure out a way to articulate what I've been working on for eight hours, it's really difficult to do it till you figure it out and do it. But Man, it holds you accountable, and it makes you... I mean, this is something I, I talk to my boy about all the time. I'm like, dude, I want to know how many hours you spend on the Xbox. Not because I want to know how many hours you work on the Xbox. I want you to know how often you're on the Xbox. It's anything. I mean, you could literally look at... Because I can track it, and then I can I can refine it. I can make it... You can quantify it. Yeah, I can quantify it. I can monetize it. I can look at what's efficient and what's not efficient. Uh, for every hour you spend on that game console, you owe me an hour worth of chores. Yeah. Different. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the deal. We we're all we all enjoy our adult beverages. If we literally 
logged and like at the end of every month we looked, oh, I spent this much money on X, right? You'd be like, Ooh. wow. I got a problem. Does it surprise <laughs> like you? Like you don't look at it. like you're like, oh, I just run a liquor store, buy a bottle of whiskey. Oh, I just got some wine. I, oh, I did this. I, I got some. You start looking at that, and you're like, oh god damn, I really do drink a lot of stuff. I'll like, make a spreadsheet of the everything shit that I, I spend do, money I on. Oh my god, if I had it's all the ridiculous. money I got back on Copenhagen from the time <laughs> I started chewing, don't you own oh, part of that? Oh, or I should. You? And I that's should. how I bought this cabin on the lake. Yeah. You know what we yeah. always joked about? Do you guys remember back in the day, Marlboro used to have Marlboro points? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'd cut them off the back of the yeah. the box or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that how it works. Exactly. But so my both my grandparents on my dad's side, uh, R.I.P. They uh, they both smoked about two packs of Marlboro Reds a day. Whew. Okay. Bet you they we for COVID-19. every Christmas that I can remember, as far pretty much as far back as I can remember, possibly, we got something that said Marlboro on it yeah. for Christmas, and we always made a big joke that we said. They're going to actually at some point fly down because they lived in North Idaho. We were we always moved back and forth. I lived in North Idaho. I lived in Southern Idaho, blah, blah, blah. We'd fly back and forth. So or we'd, we'd drive back and forth. We always joked that one time when Grandpa and Grandma were coming to, re- to, to, to visit us, they were going to fly up in the Marlboro helicopter because they had so many fucking points. Like, <laughs> like literally, like, I mean, you talk about people like, I'm like, how do those two not own? Here's ir- the irony of it is they both lived into their 80s. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, Grandma did die of lung cancer, but that's weird. She had a good time doing it, and uh, my grandpa, shit, we'd hang a cigarette in front of him like a goddamn carrot to a fucking donkey, and if he had a fucking he ha- he had heart attacks like I get heartburn, and he'd go <laughs> into the fucking he'd have a stroke or something, and we go in and he go, they're not letting me fucking smoke in here, and we go, well, Grandpa, if you can do X, Y, and Z, they'll let you outside to smoke, and he's like, well, fine, and he'd do it, like for a cigarette. But you know, I mean, well, the motivation. It, yeah, yeah it's all motivation. But yeah, he. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But I, I literally, they could have. I, I still, uh, my sh- one of my shooting bags that has my ammo in it is a Marlboro bag that my <laughs> grandparents gave me when I was like in high school. Hey, back to our point, uh, and I can attest. Hold I can attest. Hold on a second. That's gonna go back a lot of tangents. <laughs> yeah. Can you? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I hate to get us back on track. Yeah, to back on. But track. I have this really good point. And I want right. to. I've had, I'm two glasses of wine and I'll lose my thought. <laughs> go go go! So uh, Where my are wife your pants, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I took my pants off. Heather said underwear was optional. It is optional. She did. Yeah, it is. It I, is. I actually had to ask. She said it was optional. So wow. So so my wife is a hot nerd. She's an electrical engineer. Works for a, a tiny little company in Boise that J.R. Simplot started a long time ago. And she's a product manager engineer. And I can attest, she spends more time working at home than she did when she was going into the office. I mean, literally. Yeah. From the time she wakes up. I believe it. You know, she gets kids going because the kids are doing home homeschool stuff now. They both get on, They all get online in the it's office. It's remote learning. Remote learning. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Common Core. Yeah, my daughter. She's like, "Can you help me with this?" She's no, she, nope, she's I can. ten. She's ten in the fifth grade, and I show her how to do it. She's like, "No, that's not. That's how not how we do it." Let me show you how wrong. We do it. And I look at it, and I'm like, "That is the dumbest way to do math that I've ever." That took you twice as long, and and oh, it just it just blows my mind. I just nod and smile. No, and my wife's an electrical engineer, and she does math problems for fun. So when my kids ask me for help like that, I go. 
Go, go, See, mom. Go talk to. If you want to know how much alcohol is in that bottle, that bottle, that bottle, I'll tell you. But right. If you have any intellectual type questions, I'm not your guy. Go talk to go your talk, mom. Go yeah. talk to your mother. And thank God they look like her too. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, she puts in way more hours at home than she did. It's a proximity at, thing. At the, at the because office. it's so one of the things that I was very intentional about before this whole COVID 19 thing happened is I did, and I have a laptop. So all my shit, and I, <laughs> this comes from the military dad thing. I built all of my stuff to be able to pack up in a backpack. Yeah, go bag. I can take my entire studio and I can go somewhere and I can record something that's broadcast quality and it's all in my backpack. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's called being efficient. Yeah, it's do your research, figure it out, and then I don't have four versions of it, but I have one and it'll work. So, but when I came, or before the COVID-19 thing, I would work from work. When I came home, I was dad. And I, I, was a very, I was very intentional about the delineation between the two. Because when I came home, I didn't want to work. I wanted to just right. chill and do work projects at home and make dinner and yell at my kids. American things. Yeah. America. With, with this COVID-19 thing, now my office is sitting in my bedroom. And it is, I'll work till freaking 1130 at night on something because it's a puzzle and I'm a work dog and I can't let it go. And, I'll, and, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't wake up or cook dinner for the kids and head back to the office and work till 11. No, because it's, right. yeah. So I, I did that last night. I made dinner for the kids, walked back and I joke with my kids. I'm going back to work. But the cool thing, and they're great about it. They're like, okay, dad, love you. Turn, have, the, turn the Xbox on. He's have, busy. Have fun. <laughs> they've been they've been great, but it's so, a proximity uh, so, thing. So back to my original point is if if these corporations aren't taking note, they, they are. they've been forced to run this exercise, and if they're not seeing the value in it and 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 contemplating a dynamic change to one, have your employees born more productive. Now, there's going to be the, you know, the one guy shits his pants, so we all wear diapers. He's, there's going to be the guy that's at home. <laughs> you know, he'll check his phone every once in a while, but but his his shit will be discovered sooner or later. Sure. I mean, you're a fuck that off. Stuff, that's you're it fuck out. It, it, puts it, back, it puts the ownership back on the fucking managers at this point. Like, I mean, I've said it before, talked about it on a previous podcast. I had a guy sitting in my office one time when the phone call came in and the guy was going to make a big purchase. I can't remember what it was, but he's like, Hey, I'm going to do this, but it's like, I wanted to call you. Cause it's like, you know, I don't know, $15,000 or some crazy shit. And, it, and I was like, yeah, okay. Just put on the Amex. And the guy sitting in the office with me goes, you have your, who was that? I go, that's my sales guy. You have a fucking sales guy that has an Amex that can put $15,000 on it. And I go, yeah. Yeah. He's got an unlimited Amex. And he goes, holy shit, I would never fucking give one of my sales guys, you know, one of my guys <laughs> a fucking unlimited Amex card. And I go, then you're a fucking shitty manager and you hire shitty people. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. that like, tr- it's that trust thing Jay yeah. was talking about. I'm like, dude, I fucking trust this guy and I wouldn't, and if these guys fuck me, it's on me because I'm a bad manager and I hired the wrong people, right? And I think there's a, a point, and, I, and I've had this conversation even in uh, the, you know, the situation I'm in now where sometimes you talk to people and you're like, you know, they're like, well, yeah, we kind of got to know what you're doing here. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you hired me to do a certain job. Right. And I do a good job at it. And, and if you, if, if you think that I would fuck you over on that and I'm not doing it right, then that's on you. Yeah. You shouldn't have hired me. We shouldn't, shouldn't have hired a different me. conversation. And, and so like, so I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a, uh, 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 downfall of a lot of people that are not going to survive this thing as employees. 
because they're going to get fucking which they sought. shouldn't. They shouldn't. Because here's what happened is they've been fucking, I mean, I, I call them paper shufflers where they literally, they and move, I've move seen piles. them, they move piles over to here and here and they're like, I'm just so How's busy. How's that working, Ron? Can't. I'm just so busy. You're and good. Like, and they go, hey, how's Ron doing? And you're like, well, fuck, every time I walk by, he's got all these piles on his desk. He is he's stressing super out. super busy. What is it you like, say you do here, Ron? What do you, what would you, I don't actually do anything. <laughs> I'm like, good with people, God damn it! What's wrong <laughs> with you people? <laughs> I literally had a guy that I, I did we did some work with and and I fought like a fucking bastard to try to get this guy gone because I'm like he's not doing anything. They're like, dude, he, if you were here in the office and saw what he he it, I mean you're constantly watching him walk back and forth. And so then I go in the office and I watch the guy and I'm like, he fucking prints every fucking screen on every computer. He every every order gets printed. All you're seeing is he spends probably half of his day commuting from his office to the printer to get something on paper that doesn't need to be on paper, and then he puts it in a file on his desk so he has a big pile of folders that looks like he does something. So what I you're go, saying is he he's, a, do shit. he's a great manager. Oh, in fucking the amazing. Uh, Ron, we're going to need to see your phone. Why is that? We want to see how many steps are on it. Holy <laughs> shit. It looks they're, like 8,000 uh, steps between 8 and 5. Where are you they're going? All, uh, they're all TPS reports. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly TPS what they are. Report. No, I, I, I think it's... Uh, it's one of those things where we can't that you know again having buzz on here you can't have that shit happen in the military right no, no you can't. so so i you know and i'm not saying that every company needs to run like the military runs um but what can you learn from it but what can you learn how from can it? you get better we are in a situation right now where your people if you're listening to this your your manager your people are deployed to their home office they're deployed to their couch they're deployed to their you know patio how do you make sure let's okay, let's we're getting close here. We're I knew this was gonna be a long one, but we're getting close to wrapping this up. It's I've worth, heard that before. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Buzz, give us something as we is in conclusion here. What would you suggest with your background in operations and military and all this for the people that it has to a manager that's like, Holy shit, I've got this sales force and they're out and they're working from home. What's the best advice you can give them on how what those people need to know to successfully do their job? I've, I've been thinking about this since I went back to the to the civilian sector, and they don't have they don't have a measurable um, tool for performance. I mean, they have their performance evaluation, but it's usually all a bunch of fluff, so you can get a bonus or a pay raise. Or I mean, it's bullshit. It's eyewash. Are you being part of a team? Yeah. I'm, I'm, what do you think yeah, you're not good that, at? Well, I think I work too hard. Right. What What is your goal? What is your goal for what next you year? Stop doing being awesome. Yeah. So this I this is what I would hard. recommend to corporations from a military standpoint, and it it would it would it, it does several things. Um. State your job performance standards in specifics. You will do X Y Z. The duty day starts at this time. If you're not here by this time, I expect a text or a phone call with a legitimate excuse. When you get here, this is what you do. You do X, Y, Z. You will continue training. You you because you you're not going to hire a guy for to be a box folder for 20 years. You want that guy to to have the want and desire to to progress and become a manager. Origami. You, you want to be able to retire and walk out the door with no worries that you've done a good enough job that somebody can step into your role and no ripple effect will be seen. Mm -hmm. You want to train that, train everybody, I mean, down to the lowest minion. 
You want to drag them up through the mud and and through that process, you will find the shit bags and fire the shit bags. <laughs> fire the That's fucking the shit bags. That's the quote right, right there. Sound effect. That is that is the fire the shit bags. That is just yell that again real quick for me. Fire the shit bags. You're wasting money paying this guy's salary to do substandard work. You want the most lean, mean, fighting, efficient machine. And like you said, every one of them you can trust. Yeah. Give them a task and a timeline. You don't micromanage and go, hey, I want you to, I want you to go mow the lawn. But I want you to mow it in six-inch increments. You say, I want you to go mow the lawn and trust that it'll get done. <laughs> That's that, Okay, so you played right into my question because that was like... That was my thing, because as you know, my the 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 grind I have is I fucking hate micromanagement. I hate oh, it. God. So so how 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 does that play? This is going to be an hour and a half episode. We if knew the it content was. is good, we, yeah, we don't knew. worry about yeah, it. We it's knew, not about. We hey, knew it was. The, the Listen, because it is now, not about now time. you've got this is a personal question. How do you take you? How do we take me and you, and put us together? Naked. There's no video, so you can't see my hand motions. But uh, how do we take somebody that hates micromanagement but give them the organizational skills and power that you have from being an ops guy in the military? That The job performance standards covers it all. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like So you're like, how like, much did you sell this month? Right. Okay, then leave them the fuck alone. It's like right? the workbook. The the it's called They're called uh, CFETPs, and it's a wow. big, long... Military oh, big acronym. acronym, but it, it is your <laughs> career progression and it's a folder this thick and it says to attain a f go to go from a three level to a five level, you need to be proficient in these and they're all these tasks. And then at the end of it, they have to do a task evaluate. They come to you and they have a trainer go, okay, yeah, he did it. He did it five times without any discrepancies whatsoever. And then you go through it and you open it up and you'd go, you do a task eval on the spot. You put them on the spot like, Hey, we're going to tear down a HGU 55 P helmet. Get the, T, get the T.O. out. He runs the whole thing, tears it down, rebuilds it. You inspect it. If he's good, you sign him off. And once everything in that binder is signed off, every every item in that checklist is done, he's now a five level. And then it goes same for seven level. And it's more when you get to seven level and nine level, you get into more management and administrative type mm -hmm. and training. Hey, I want to see you train this guy. This guy All that right. doesn't know how to do it. I want to see you train him. With a lesson plan and an instructor guide. And they're, they're going to learn a ton in just being the teacher. Yeah. Because you learn Absolutely. a ton when you're, now you're the instructor. Oh. Like how oh. many times, I mean, you guys had some shitty jobs in your life. How many times have you ever had a supervisor go throw you a shovel and go, go dig a ditch. And then you dig it and he's like, no, you stupid fuck. It was supposed to Not be 18 there. inches wide and three feet deep. Man, bro, well, you didn't give me job performance standards. Man. I dug you a damn canal. That's what I did. And if you state the specifics without, you know, micromanaging, because there's a fine line there, but you, you, your ultimate goal, you convey that. Right. And if they can't do it, you fire the shit bags. Yep. It's a, that goes back to a Gary Vee thing. Hire fast, fire faster. You yeah. have more information about that person when you fire them than you ever did when you hired them. Period. Because we deep. all that see that deep. bullshit. We all see that bullshit. I stole that from Gary Vee. He says all the time. You have more information about the person 
when you fight. You should feel way better about firing somebody than you ever do about hiring them. Well, and ironically, know. we don't. We we feel good about hiring somebody, but we don't feel good about firing yeah, but them. But you know, but the thing is, is like you have performance standards, as you say in the military, that did not that you know you did this to yourself kind of deal. And I. I I have never had a day. I've fired a lot of people. I've never had a day. You do that have I a lot of ever, dick in you. I have a ton of dick in me, <laughs> and I I don't. I've never had a day that I felt like I like oh, I kind of fucking screwed that guy over. Because it's not. Because it's like no, blue. dude. Like I told you, you say it. You know when you were talking about earlier when you said when Buzz said, uh, well, if this guy. You know, if you do this, okay, now we're going to retrain you. Now we're going to do this, right? I feel like I'm a pretty, I'm a baseball guy, three-strike guy. You know, I can get that. Like, hey, are you coachable? Did you do this? Did you do No, hey, you know what? You fired yourself. I don't feel like I ever fired anybody. I feel like they fired themselves. This is what I tell my kids all the time. Be coachable. Be that, be that person that's willing to learn that doesn't say, I know. You say that shit to a Dude, boss. Dude, I had that conversation today. I hope Gavin listens to this because I had that conversation. Don't today. be that guy. Don't be. And it's said, honestly, Dude, if you don't, I'm it's young. To help it's you. young men more so than the ladies. But I'll tell you this. Ooh. I'll tell you this. And this is when you know you did it right. And this is what I always tried to do. Never, ever have your employees be afraid of disciplinary action. If you can do this right. They are less afraid of the disciplinary action and more afraid of disappointing you. Yeah, right. If, if they, if, they, if if you, if you're oh, good so enough, much. if you're a good enough, boss, write that down. If you're a good enough, put boss, that on the board. They can come so, to you and go, "Hey, I, I fucked up. Yep, I, I did. I broke this." But that's the and culture, you're not, and you're not. You're like, and they know you're disappointed, and that's enough. So they're beating it. If you beat into the punch. If right? you've done it right, that is enough. The fact that they think they may have disappointed you versus them being more afraid of the of the disciplinary action that you could roll out on them. If you've done it that way as a supervisor, you, you've done it right. After you've hired fired the shitbags. My grandpa made a fucking career, and I'll I'll give a shout out to a previous guest Ian Brown, my brother. What's up, Ian? He he uh, he's done a very good job of carrying on the tradition. Uh, my grandfather or our grandfather. Because he's he, your brother. Right. Okay, he, I got that. Yeah, there's genetics there. Okay. They can figure that out. Yeah. They, uh, you okay over there? Uh, no, I'm having doing? a bad... This is hump day. Like, it, literally, we said this was going to happen from the get-go. I've had that? a leg cramp for the first time in 10 years. My fucking mic stand just came off, so I'm holding my Are you microphone. messing with the thing? Nope. I just... No, not that I know of. It just came off. You know what I tell my son? I can only imagine. <laughs> Don't mess with it. Don't mess. Don't quit touching it. Touching you'll make it cross-eyed. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, but my grandpa was the fucking master, master of the fucking disappointed look. He never had to lay a hand a, on you. He literally just, and this does nothing on a podcast because you can't hear I'll me. I'll describe it. My I'll head. paint a word picture. He literally, you. so I remember one incident in particular where we had uh, a, a hydraulic wood splitter. And that was a big part of my summer was Lucky. making money, God. splitting. This yeah. is that be like this it. is my hydraulic yeah. spider. Yeah, I got two of them. Spoiled rotten, yeah. spoiled rotten prick. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally. Well, my grandpa built it. He was a diesel mechanic and machinist, so he liked to build shit. He built his own hydraulic. Anyways, so he he literally would let me drive it, and he would put the wood up there, split, split, and then he'd throw it in a pile, and then my brother and I would stack it into the stack, right? Well, one time I'm sitting there just kind of getting in the mode, and I literally, like, pushed forward, and it, like, pinched his hand in there. Yeah, that can be a problem. Not a word. 
not a beat down. I just I can still he's been he's been gone twenty years now. I can still see exactly his face when he turned and looked at me and just went. Just a slight the, head shake, the disappointed, a look. slight purse of the lips, and it crushed you. Just a little teeny tiny oh, open of the it, eyes. It did it was, I wish he would have just punched me in the face. I wish he would have just been like, boom, and just punched me in the face and be like, "You fucking idiot!" Didn't even have to. He literally just looked at his hand, looked at me, shook his fucking head, looked back at his hand, grabbed another piece of wood, and put. I was crushed. Did I'm you like, do it? Again? I just about fucking cut. Did you ever do out. it again? Nope. nope. No. No. Is that this would be a deep question? So great. Is that generation? Is that gone? That element of let's just call it badassery. I I don't. I you know don't, what I'm saying. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think that both of my kids would probably say because they they know like I'm they they know I am ready to fucking launch at any minute, and they've told me both they're like, uh, yeah, when Dad gets yeah, pissed, he's pissed. But like, you're, I think you the fuck out. are on one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I, see, I, let me, I, I have an amazing stink eye. But yeah. but I'm saying like so go past the stink eye, that ability to to coach and to <laughs> inflict disciplinary action with a look. Dude, my little my brother, who is my little brother, so can give me the fucking look sometimes and I'm the older brother and I'm like, oh fucking let him down. It's because you respect him. You respect your brother. Dude, he can give me the look sometimes. I mean, I've made dumbass decisions. Trust me, a lot of them. And sometimes I'll do shit. And my 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 little brother will look at me, and I'm like, and he just shake his head. I'm like, fuck, you look like grandpa when you do it. Like you literally that that crushing blow of like, not gonna chew your ass about this, but you just fucked up because you don't need to, right? But that, but I'm gonna go back to the bigger. It's there, so my brother's at least carrying on to the next. Jump up to fifty thousand feet. That is the legacy. That is the family lineage right? right right it doesn't come out of magic thin air it comes from a grandpa that did it and it comes from his grandpa that did it to him when he was a kid that's the shit that's passed on generation to generation to generation mm-hmm. but they, i mean it's one of the things i talk about why i think coaching is such a a unique opportunity because it's 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 such a it is what it is but how can and so here's here's another, okay bringing it back around how do we get how do you get managers? Okay, so so let's look at this. You go back to the family members, right? Grandpa, dad, you know, we talked about Buzz's dad. Like he's like how do you get that that mentality into a management position or a position in the military of you know, like have, that's how it makes I have right? the solution. You ready for this? Good good managers that can give that same feeling. I think and I think Buzzy will chime in on this. It's simple. Accountability. Period. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Do my, it. My frustration. Sorry. I'm gonna Good. I was getting all passionate. My, my frustration was with my experience and my managerial experience. You know, I managed 252 airmen and shit tons of officers, and you know, 43,000 short tons of equipment and 50 million dollars. And I could put all that in a resume and send it to a company for a management position. And because I don't have the degree, <laughs> I don't get called. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm a very so anti-call uh, anybody person, that's listened to my thoughts and you know you kind of understand my demeanor, I'm actually looking for a job. So if <laughs> <laughs> anybody wants to DM, slide in the DMs. Uh, is Buzz like, is available. This is an hour and a half long interview. 
You I'm know it is. I'm telling you. Hey, you should just submit this. And anyone's <laughs> like, do you have a resume? And you're like, yes, I'm I do. Gonna, it's I'm audio. Gonna, Here's gonna, the link. I'm going to put this on my LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm going to put this link Here's, on my LinkedIn. Yeah. And when they say resume, I'm just going to go go yeah, watch, yeah, go watch just, the fucking video. Just listen to this. Recap a podcast. All you need to know. Episode seven. I will fire your shit this. bags after I put my boot in their ass. Right. And if you don't like that, listen to yeah, listen to season two, episode seven. If you haven't, if you you have, if you like that, then call me. And by the way, it's a metaphorical boot. It is. I mean, he wears flip flops just like right, like all people. Here's a here's a perfect example, and and it just kind of goes back to what we were talking about how corporations are kind of they're they're pussies. They don't want to they don't want to be the bad guy. A really good friend of mine, they have a guy that manages their. Let's call it their warehouse. He he fails miserably at his job. And he's my buddy has talked to his managers, high level managers, because he's a regional manager himself. And they're like, Yeah, hey, God, you know, yeah. This guy, yeah, we know he screws up, but you know, he's been with the Dave, company. And Dave, or, I shouldn't say his name. So he's he's like, dude, I don't know how to get rid of this guy. He's he he's high all the time, smokes pot. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You trying to get rid of him? You know for a fact he smokes pot? And he goes, yeah, dude, he smokes pot all the time. He smells like I go, do you guys have company drug testing policy? He goes, yeah. I go, fucking drug test him. He <laughs> fails, you fire him. There's grounds right there. Because oh his manager's like, well, you know, he hasn't really done anything egregious enough to get fired, and we won't get sued. But that that is the minimum wage argument. Yeah. He hasn't done anything to completely screw things up. He just has sucked. You're not ever meant to live on minimum wage. It's the minimum. You're not ever meant to just be like marginally successful, especially if you're if you're a warehouse manager. You're in charge of all that. You got to get it right. But yeah, but he's a three legged deer. Here, here's an, here's gotta, another. Here's a story for you. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to play off exactly what you just said. I did not get hired for a job because the a higher level manager came down and said this guy is way overqualified for this job. And the guy that wanted to hire me, he's like, "No so? shit, isn't that what you fucking want?" Why would I you can relate. I can relate to this. This happened to me. I was I was hitting on a chick in a bar, <laughs> and it turned out I was dot, dot, I was dot. way too hot for her. <laughs> is what it was. It I, she didn't say that. I just figured I, it out. I found out I was way overqualified to to date her because I'm super super hot and. I just was overqualified. I, I don't know. Ooh. This is a good segue or pivot. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I didn't think. You saw I put out on Facebook. I said, I need a GD haircut. I look like a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible that I could get man pretty again. My wife, being an engineer, researched online how to cut hair. I mean, she is so meticulous and anal. It's like three days of YouTube videos. <laughs> Okay, you do this, you do this. And she's like, can I cut your hair? Can I cut your hair? Can I cut your hair? And I'd just seen a YouTube video of COVID wife haircuts, and I was like, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. Because they look like, you know, a dog shaved his (laughs) asshole and made him walk backwards. Which is different than homeless. Similar. Look at me. You look good. I am fucking gorgeous. Yeah. She did a phenomenal job. I thought you looked really good. Right? I, I, if you just I'll be honest, most of the time I look right at your boobs. So I don't even notice your hair. They're man boobs. Uh, Heather did the same thing. I'm I'm sporting a, a COVID haircut right now that uh, I haven't Heather cut my did, hair. and uh, I I yeah I'm cutting my hair either tonight pretty impressed or tomorrow because mm-hmm. I keep it I keep it pretty short. So do I. Being, shaved. being in the military as long as I was, I, I mean, that was the longest my hair has been since high school, and it drove wow. me batshit crazy. I I couldn't stand it. I I mean I wore a hat 
That's like, why for I'm the past right three now. weeks. Look at I this. get I get my hair cut every two weeks. Look at this. No, you're a two weeker. Talk about unicorn. Oh my god, look how long it is on top. I know. Are you using Rogaine? No, I should. But I've got this like little unicorn thing going on right here. For our viewers, you know what? You are being so drunk when you take your hat off. (laughs) Do I? It's like that's just a kind of like a (laughs) because my hair is like all right. (laughs) I picture you kind of like on the Ada County website for a DUI. Like this, yeah. Like that. (laughs) Would you take that picture, please? (laughs) (laughs) We need to take this picture. This is the Ada County website. Man, that's your much. Oh, do the eye look. Try to kind of smile though, because they always try to smile like they're not drunk. Like they got oh, yeah, me. That's a good they finally got me. They that's got what me. you look like. Yeah. That I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna shave my head, but I'm just gonna do the the horseshoe. So the, I'm gonna shave f- this part. That's the fryer tuck. I'm gonna keep the fryer tuck, and then I'm gonna shave the chin, and just do the mustache into the giant sideburns. I'm gonna go that. That's what it's gonna be. This week on Unsolved Mysteries, why did Jody? Style his hair like that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like that. I I'm getting so board. good at this wow. board. Shout out to Road. When oh. oh, this is so good. And Sweetwater.com. Go to Sweetwater.com. Buy your Road Roadcaster board. It's the best thing ever created. The Roadcaster Pro. I am literally going to get so many. I'm going to get so many more sounds. To is this, this, thing. Is this a two-hour podcast? It's going there. Here's the thing. Content. We're at one twenty right now. If well, if the content is good, people will stay. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's a thing I found out about the corporate world. When somebody says show up at nineteen hundred, and you show up at uh, eighteen forty five, which is six forty five, mm-hmm. and nineteen hundred is seven o'clock. Thank you. They actually mean eight eight thirty. You know what they must not do in the military is check their fucking text messages. I was busy checking my watch, wondering where the fuck you two were at when yeah. I showed up at 6.45. Did you get here at quarter till? Yeah. You told them 7? I did. Why'd you tell them 7? I didn't tell them 7. And my I dad don't. always says, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. I well, that's why I put ish behind every time that I put <laughs> on any text. Ish. ish. Here, I want to just be clear that... Uh, that's a 15-minute buffer. I actually have uh, the chronological yeah, text what, message. What time? At <laughs> 6... six at six fourteen today, I sent. Uh, gonna be closer to seven thirty. Okay, so I was already inbound, and I don't look at my phone while I'm driving. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very responsible. You don't live thirty minutes away from. I here. do. I live in East Boise. It's yeah, thirty minutes. It's not, it's not that big of a town, bud. And all the non-essential people it's aren't huge on the road. Traffic, roads. traffic on the flight. <laughs> I will say this: non-essential people are not on the roads. I. Traffic was way busier today than it has been. Did you see the thing that said, hey, on May 1st, I know you non-essential people are coming back, but since you've been gone, <laughs> I saw Brody post that. traffic has been pretty good. And by the way, Don't we, mess we, it ch- up. we changed the speed limit to 93. Yeah. The world's coming back for my birthday. It's my birthday is Friday. Are we doing a, are we going golfing or what? I don't know. I, go I cleared out my fucking schedule Let's for it. it. Buzz, I, what are you doing Friday? Uh, I suck at golf, remember? You yeah. fucking assholes. You know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna have to listen back to that. I don't remember. We're right. gonna no. That we we call them out for sucking a lot. Huh? You did. I think I just said he hits the ball really hard. No, I think no, I said you never said that. You said you were talking about teams and building strong teams, and sometimes mm, and you're like, mm, and then sometimes yeah. you get a guy on your team like Buzz, and he fucking sucks at golf. But sometimes it's not about. I, here's the deal. Mm. When you're done laughing, gallery. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes it's not about the score. It's yeah. about the time spent with That's good right. friends. Right. That is good. Oh yeah, it goes, goes back to my point. 
you hire the guy that's not technically sound because he's he's fit he fits with the group. Right. Look at the entertainment value that I bring. Right. You do bring a I make, lot of I entertainment. Make up, I make up for that for my lack of play. Yeah. In in many different ways. I'm going to rectify myself on the next episode, just so everyone knows. Listen to the next episode. I'm not really sure who we're going to have on here, what it's going to be the deal. But I am going to go back and listen to this because I'm pretty sure I probably said, because you know what I say about Buzz when everybody gets on his shit is I always say, yeah, but I played with him when he shot in 86. He can hit, when he connects, he can hit the ball a mile. Like sometimes you're like, there's no way. There's and no question. Like, no, nah, you know what? He did. Like you start looking back through, you're like, Holy shit! Yeah, he cranks the ball way out in the boonies sometimes. But there's no question that he right swings on. hard. Yeah, no question. And I will, I will honestly say, within my uh, vast experience of GFY, Buzzy's one of my favorite. It's one I, of my I, favorites. I will, to wow, there's a gauntlet thrown down to all the GFYers that want to be on here. I will echo that. I got picked first round last year. You got picked first round. First round. I was like fifth pick. Motherfucker, you got picked first round? round on the podcast. You're the first GFYer on the podcast. Oh, <gasps> he is. And I'm and I'm the first eight lister. I'm I'm way better looking than Ferg. Right, I'm, that's I'm accurate. I'm way smarter. True. Yeah. Than Swanee. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. And if I'd have been playing football when Swanee was running the ball, he would have had negative yards on the season. Wow. <laughs> All right. Shout now out. we'd have been okay. on the same team. Yeah. We'd have been playing. For it would have been weird if you were tackling him. But board, okay. Board you know what? It is what it is. I could see it though. I could see it. The only one that I can't claim I'm better at anything is the girl girl boss. Yeah. She she would probably kick my ass at it. She's. Man. She's she's the best out of all of us. She is. She's Put together tough. times five. Yeah. She's a better human being. Period. Yeah. She's better looking. Way better. Totally agree. Smarter. Documenting she gives this the that I agree best with everything. Back massages in the hot tub this is I've Trevor. ever had. When Trevor's yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Time whoa, whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. She doesn't care if you make your own bubbles in the hot tub. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. a jacuzzi. That's true. <laughs> I just want to document that my name is Trevor Brown, and I am agreeing with everything that Buzz said, except for I'm a little I'm questioning the part about the back rubs in the the hot tub. But um, other thing, everything oh, else, never, I agree. You've never, with. you've never gotten one. She has strong hands. No, she does, she does front rubs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. We have explicit on our. It says right on our podcast when you download it. Explicit. I was wondering who was going to say fuck. First, you. Oh, he came I set right the record. The fuck out. I, know. I, I came yeah. here. I came here with the sole he had intention. A plan. Did you see oh. me have my timer out? No, I didn't know you had it. But I, I knew. I knew you timed in previous podcasts because he like had said, it and he did. Long, a fucking... long time listener, big fan. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to set the bar and just throw it out there. Just bam. drop the f bomb and Sam. It's Elliott. like ripping. It's pretty quick. It's like ripping a scab off. You, you got to do it it's fast. Done. It's done. Boom. We've completely derailed. That's what we do. I knew that was going to happen too. That's all right. I'll be honest. I knew That's it was. Right. But um, to get back on track, we've learned a lot of things about yeah. operations, about process. Um, or to my Canadian friends, that's process. process. Yeah, yeah. Um, really? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Is there ever a time over processing has been a problem for you in the military? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of hurry up and wait, mm-hmm. but it's it's that preparation, and I won't say it's over process. I'd say it's extremely thorough, because like you mentioned before, we we can't in any branch of the service, Coast Guard included, you can't afford mistakes. Mm. It's got to be you perfect. Can't. So so after you're in the service for a long time, you understand the hurry up and wait thing is it's a reality, and you just 
you either live with it or you get out. But I mean, we get places. I mean, no, no corporate organization can do what we do and get around down range in 72 hours. They cannot. That's ridiculous. It's a massive muscle movement. And I would challenge any corporation that's not DOD affiliated. Right. To be able to take 400 people and ensure those 400 people have X, Y, and Z packed in their bag. And they've taken care of uh, powers of attorney and finance and medical. They've gotten all their shots. They're medically perfect. Nothing wrong with them to deploy. And they have every piece of equipment they need to go with. Because it's not just your professional equipment you have to get your shit squared away. you got to get your personal life squared your away, toothbrush. too. toothbrush. So those processes that are extremely thorough are there for a reason. Right. So so to answer your question, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But that, but you answered the question that's behind the question. Yeah. There's What's the why? I'm a big nerd on that. What's the why? Find out the why of what makes it work and what makes it not work. Right. If you understand the why, then you can renegotiate some of those process driven things that are redundancies and they're but they're built in there for a reason that's part of the why when i spent when i spent six hours in mop four gear sucking rubber in a in a suit that you know with a filter going that that was you know three inches thick of charcoal sweating my ass off i'm like why the fuck am i doing this because if the shit ever hit the fan you need to get in that stuff in because it 30 seconds or less that that three inches is going to save your life yeah yeah, and you, at the time you're like, "Oh my god, this sucks!" And thank God I never had to use it. And hard probably, but that's the muscle memory that you guys that you talk about. Exactly. If you don't have it, if you're not prepared to do it, like I, I mean, even so, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot this into the professional world of marketing and advertising. It's going through a mock presentation when we're pitching to a client to see what are the weak links, what are the things that when you're presenting this to a bunch of people that are on the staff that aren't part of this team, what are the things that that aren't smooth? What are the things that need to be worked on? Right. Because if you don't know that stuff, when you get into the actual pitch for the client and they throw you a curveball question, you need to be prepared to answer it. And if you are prepared to answer it, you've just elevated yourself above all the people that didn't put in the preparation to, to do a mock presentation. Yeah, It's all, you know, and I, I mean... You talk about it in sports, you talk about it in parenting, you talk about it. The time you put in, it comes out on the backside of it. The result is dictated by the time you put in. Oh, yeah, totally. I completely agree. I sat on interview boards for pr- promotion boards, and kids would walk in the door to absolute shit shows. And I saw enough of them. I actually developed an internal uh, pre-board program where if I knew my kids were coming up for promotion, and I, and I always knew, I would get two, three other senior NCOs from other organizations. So there was no bias, no, right. no nepotism, you know, whatever. Three complete strangers that didn't hardly know the kid at all. And I'd ask them and I'd give them, I'd, I'd give them some pre-canned questions and I'd say, feel free to write your own questions and hammer them, run them through this board. And then I want feedback. I want positive feedback. I want negative feedback. Gloves are off. I mean, punch them square in the nuts. And if he tanked it, we would work on it, and then we would do another right. pre-board and another pre-board and another pre-board until because I wanted to build the best team possible, and I'm not going to send a kid out the door unprepared knowing that he's going to fail. So I would not put them up for promotion until they passed that pre-board. And every one of them were like, holy shit, dude. That's that a was, game that changer. Awesome. Thanks. Because they would, they would have never made rank. They would have never got promoted. But that that's good coaching. That's good management. That's good preparation. That's, that's building in the processes to put you 
think of it. Think, uh, and when I talk to my to my kids about this stuff, about process stuff, I talk about it as guardrails. It's guardrails to keep you in line to get you to a certain destination. If if you bump up against the guardrails, because you're not going straight. Right. I need you to go straight because the destination is where I want you to get to. They're just guardrails. It isn't about you being anything. Right. You're just you're going left and you hit the guardrail and you come back. Yeah, take the course correction. That's with, all with, it is. Take the course correction and move in a positive direction. Don't right. don't don't take it as a oh my God, I just kicked my, you know. So personally. Yeah, you have positive reinforcement. One of yeah. the things that I struggle with in for for what I do, there's a lot of quote unquote art to it. It's design. It's there's a artistic there isn't a correct answer. There's fifteen right answers. Sure. And so to measure that and quantify that as whether or not you're getting it right is sometimes really, really difficult. And there's a lot of times where a client will be like, I don't like it. Well, well sir, why don't you like it? Don't like it. Well, if you can't articulate why you don't like it, I can't, can't fix it. it right? right. But it it's really, really difficult to be able to course correct on some on on the field of art. It's it's really, really interesting. Because it's so perceptive. It, yeah. Like some like So when you talk about marketing, there's five different commercials I can write for you. What do we want to say and how do we want to say it? Well, I would say in, if I was the customer sitting in front of you, you're the subject matter expert. You right. know what works. Um, I would say that guy's somewhat of a narcissist and he doesn't want to. I mean, he hired you, like you said. You hired me to do a fucking job. Right. I'm telling job. you, I'm telling you, I see millions of these. And this is what's pop. This what this is what a pop. The the market is inundated with visual. I mean, kids well, these days, everything is right now. It's social the social media. It's, it's the uncertain times. Cue the sad piano music. It's odd. Yeah, I will tell you, my wife. I I will tell you if certain commercials come on, I will mute the commercial because I hate the fucking song or the sound of the guy's voice or something that somebody says. Right. And I'll be damned if I'll go buy that product. Because it can't stand the way the guy sounds or the music that they play to it. And so, but how much of that is art? All of it. That's the right. There that's was some the challenge. There was some guy that said, "This song is going to capture the people's attention, and they're going to go, oh my god, I'm going to go buy that product.'" So here, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, and I would shit can that shit. Bag. Some of this is, well, but but it's part of the team. If I do a great job of building a great commercial with the right music and the right voiceover that's targeted for a 18 to 25 year old female, you may not like it. Cause guess what? Buzz You're love it. not the target. Right. So it's, but if it's running on the wrong, if it's running on the wrong station or running on the wrong TV station or whatever it happens to be, that's a disconnect between what's, what's the left hand doing? And what's the right hand doing? Yeah. And again, it, go, it comes back to when we talk about, You've got a, a Navy sniper covering the Marine guys that are in, and you got Air Force that's doing the air support. You've got to be all connected on all that stuff, and if you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. And again, it comes back to you're not building trust in the overall operation. And the narcissist aspect of what you're talking about, he really doesn't trust you at the end of the day. Right. He's more interested in his opinion of what he thinks it needs to be, yet he's disconnected and he's thinking in a vacuum. If the, you don't trust your people. It, yeah. The only way to prove them wrong is show show them the results. Right? right. Which, if you're not running it on the right, whatever it happens to be, if, you, if your schedule's wrong, you'll never get those results. Well, that's your job for knowing the audience, right? Yeah. But, I mean, so I, I one of my favorite examples of this is we built a, a radio campaign for this guy. He, he ran a uh, CPA firm. 
The whole gist of the creative campaign, and it was it was a funny campaign, was don't be an idiot, have a CPA do your taxes. And that was it. It was and it was funny. It was we had three or four different spots. Now everything pointed toward his website because that's what people do. They go to your website. His website reeked of boring pocket protector, nerdy glasses, CPA. It didn't carry the same voice that right, the that right. the whole campaign did. Right. So, bait, so the, camp, the campaign was like campaign was like that. And but then his website was, was like, like that's exactly what it was. And here's the sad thing. Was the campaign successful? Yeah, because your your web hits went up 300%. Your conversion rate was zero because your website sucks. I was going to say, that's not the end result. Fix your website. Your, your hits aren't the result. It's right. clients, right? Right. Yeah, you got to have the conversion. Yeah. If, you're not, if you're not getting the conversion, you're not making any money. Great job investing money in a great campaign that drove them to a shitty website. Wah. Wah, wah, wah. That's pretty good. It sounds yeah. just like it. I even did it right the key. God, I'm good. Nailed it. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Wow. Jody, Jody Sally. Just doing the walk-off. We're doing the walk-off. <sighs> mic, mic drop. Oh, boy. I'm exhausted. I think we did it. I think we, I think we really did it. This might be one of our longest podcasts ever. The quote a uh, previous guest, Matt Heath. We're really doing it. We're really, <laughs> really doing it. Uh, anyways, great show. Great show. Thank you, Buzzy, See? for being so persistent and making sure we got you on. Thanks here. for working around us. My pleasure. <laughs> I <laughs> never thought that we would get this caliber guest on this show. I'll be honest. No. Right. Yeah. It's actually a, a um, preview. I'm actually thinking about running for governor when Riddle's done after this. Well, this I uh, think he. Well, you have a good chance of winning. I'm pretty sure if you, it was just you and him, you're going to win. But According to uh, Facebook, yeah, yeah I think he might be an idiot. You're going to win that one uh, because he's got zero balls. Yeah. So Governor for how many? Zero uh, balls. Uh, how many years are the, is a gubernatorial term? It's four. It's four. four. So t- public math. I told you I wasn't going to math. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to. You don't need math to be a governor. No, right? You got an account for Exactly. You hire, you yeah, hire the talent. You got a comp troller. That's, all you need. That, that's why I was so successful in the in the military, and I made chief master sergeant. I wasn't I wasn't particularly great at anything, but 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 finding great people. I surround. I I wasn't the smartest guy in the room ever, but I knew who was, and I would go and get that guy and use him use him like a rented mule. For like all everyone uses me at GFY, but but the the thing about me is I I would something admit like it. that I would admit it. Like I didn't know this shit. I went to that guy because I know he knows it. It's not my. It's but that's how the real world works. Yeah. I was just thinking a guess. You know who we need to get on here? Uh, Captain Scott Campbell. Oh my God! Is he in Can town? You imagine. He's. Uh, he was in some, town last week. Wasn't he? he? He's gonna have some. He's gonna have some great stories. Did you see his new commercial? No. The, the Russians are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> I've been watching the episodes, so I saw oh, him. Uh, yeah. So we have a friend that is a uh, captain on the Deadliest Catch, Mr. <laughs> Scott Campbell Jr. Jr. As people know him on Deadliest Catch, I, yeah, I did. Uh, and it's funny because we were all making fun of him for that. Uh, His hair, dude. Bo- the the uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, b- Bob he Ross so photo that he had, <laughs> and he posted it. He's talking to uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that the host the, or the the voice? 
I don't even know because those kids, the guy, those uh, Ford the, commercials. Yeah, he does the uh, dirty job. Dirty, dirty jobs. Oh, uh, Mike Rowe. Yeah. Mike Rowe. He's on there with Mike Rowe, and he actually like shows a picture that he showed us <laughs> when he had the hair, and he goes, "Yeah, I look like Bob Ross, huh?" And we're like, "Ah, oh, that fucker stole that from us when we were teasing him about it." But anyway, so maybe we'll have him on here. He might give you a run for your money. I doubt it. Probably not. If he's got to stay awake. Probably. It'll be tough. We'll get him in early. I know he'll set a record for the most F-bombs probably dropped in, in, a, a, good in, chance, in a recording. I, good chance, Yeah, I think he's going to set the record. Hey, hey, he might he might do good, but come on. I just I just blew the ceiling off. Crushed it. You did set a record for the longest podcast in Wreak Havoc podcast history. Right. And it was good content. Right. Pretty That's good. like a there was no yeah, there bonus. was no lull in the action. This is this was sort of like a porn that you actually watched for the storyline. I, I, like, I, I, say we, I say we put out we put out who, who wants episode two with Buzz and let, let the listeners decide. Okay, all yeah. right. Can I so vote? That's what we're gonna do. I'm in. Okay, I'm gonna so cast everybody the first heard vote. it. All right. I, unless somebody put, hires me and I'm not available. We'll, we'll, we'll make some time. We'll put if any of your listeners are hiring. Uh, yeah, if you want to hire Buzz, it's and overly we'll qualified. Our DMs, Krusty. He'll get shit done. So, and, he, and he'll hire your shit or fire your shit bags. Yes, he's not gonna hire them. fast after I put my foot in their ass. Right. Yeah, it's all sequential. Hey, I had a blast, boys. Thank you. Nice. This is good. We're good. I feel. Best, I best feel gift, smarter. Best and only gift ever. You feel smarter. I do feel smarter. I, I feel. I, smarter. I, I owe you a unicorn sticker though. Oh, yes. I can't wait. All right, folks. Tune in next time. Uh, I just hope we can even hold a candle to this episode. We've, we've peaked. But anyways, have a good one, boys. And girls. And girls. And girls. <laughs> I like girls. Just I said that. <laughs>